everybody and welcome to today's episode of Study, Apply, Thrive. I am Vita Cash, your host. I am the Director of Women's Ministry at Flow Church and I also have the privilege of being the co-pastor and first lady there. I am so happy you're with us today. The name of this podcast is called Study, Apply, Thrive because when you study and apply the Word of God, you can thrive in every single area of life. We're going to have fun today diving into the Word of God. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for being here. And if you could just do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast, you'll be blessed by doing so. If you've listened with us before, welcome back. Welcome home. So glad to have you. Just to let you know, we're going to have a good time studying. I am silly. I am corny. I am funny, but most of all, I enjoy the word of God and I enjoy sharing it with you. So go ahead and get your Bible, your journal, your electronic device, your tea or whatever you want to have to get comfortable and let's get into the word of God. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. So we have to do a couple updates. <laughs> the last time we met, um, about two weeks ago, we were talking about the COVID-19, and we're not going to talk about it too much today. I just want to give you some updates because it's very important to us here at Flow Church that you stay safe and you stay healthy. And I was sharing with you some of the urban myths and legends that people were spreading about the virus, such as you're going to need to have beef jerky in your house and Bunsen burners and things like that. None of that stuff is true. Social distancing is true, and you need to try as best as you can to stay at home. If you have employment or other obligations that require you to leave the house, please do so with great care. Um, Even though we are people of faith and we know that God is our healer and we know that by his stripes we are healed, there's still a part that we can do. And something that my husband, Pastor Russell, says all the time is that we're the healed protecting our health. And although we've already declared by the word of God and by the blood of Jesus that we are healed, uh, we still have to do our part by protecting our health. So be sure you're doing that. Um, at a last, the last time we recorded a podcast, we were talking about, do you really need to wear masks? Yes or no. And at that time, it wasn't required. Well, the CDC has changed their requirements since then. And now they are recommending that everybody wear masks when you go out. But again, the best things for you to do is to stay in when you can and to wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Don't put your fingers in your mouth and all that. Um, Keep your social distancing and all of that good stuff. So now that we've gotten that out the way and again, declaring um, Psalms 91 over you, declaring that you are healed, declaring that the blood of Jesus is greater than anything else. And so we know that you're safe and we know that you're sound, but we still want you to be the healed practicing uh, protection of your health. So just do your part. Social distancing, wash your hands. If you have to go out and you want to wear a mask, you can. You don't have to, but if you want to, you can. But the best thing for you to do is just stay home, wash your hands, um, and enjoy this time with your family. Again, if you have to go to work, go to work and do all that. Okay, now that we got that public service announcement out the way, we can get into the Word of God. I am so excited about what I'm going to minister with you today, and I am going to um, just take my time and go through it. I want you to take notes today because we're going to do something a little differently than what we usually do, and I want you to have some record of what Holy Spirit is saying to you. I'm going to be talking to you, but um, Holy Spirit is going to be talking to you at the same time, and I want you to take note of what Holy Spirit is saying. And 
is I, I'm going to give you a call to action today. I'm going to give you a charge and I want you to prayerfully consider how God would have you respond. And notice I didn't say if God would have you respond because God wants you to respond, but I want it to be an authentic response based on what Holy Spirit is saying to you. Now, the, the society that we live in, the world that we live in, is very self-driven. We're, we're a very selfish society, and a lot of things that we do is based on self-preservation or, you know, you got to pay yourself first and you got to take care of you first. And if no one else looks out for you, if you don't look out for yourself, no one else will. And that's kind of the mentality that our society is built on. But that mentality totally contradicts the word of God and how the kingdom of God works, because people say, well, if you don't look out for yourself, no one else will. Well, you always have God the Father looking out for you. He is your peace. He is your protector. He's your refuge. He's your heavenly father. He's always looking out for you. The Bible says that you and I have ministering angels that are charged to do our bidding. They uh, lift us up before we dash our foot against the stone. We have an army of angels that are looking out for us. Um, the world tells you to pay yourself first. And the Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then all those things will be added unto you. And so there are some things that just in the way that our society is designed that will help breed a contradictory mentality in you, meaning that it's contrary to what the word of God says. And so my call of action for you today is for you to really think about how you think about kingdom business and how you think about putting on the mind of Christ and how you think about greater work shall you do than what Jesus did than what Jesus did and how you are implementing and executing those things in your life. And what I'm talking about is being about the father's business. How are you being about the father's business? I want you to come out of this situation of social distancing and staying at home and all the things that are being required of us right now. I want you to come out better. And that doesn't mean that you have to come out with a fresh business idea or that you're going to crank out a manuscript for a new novel or a new self-help book. It could just be thinking better. It could be that you develop the fruit of the spirit during this time or that you uh, increase your prayer time or increase your time in the word. But I know that God is strategic. And I said this in our last podcast, God knows exactly what he's doing. He is very strategic and he wants to do something in you during this time. And I don't want you to miss what God is doing. So open up to Luke chapter two, and we're going to stay in this chapter for most of our teaching for today, because um, I just really want to drive home for you about, are you about kingdom business or are you about self-preservation? Are you about taking care of yourself? Are you about protecting your emotions from people or living from a, a defensive point of view that you want to always check people and make sure that nobody's going to get over on you, make sure nobody's going to hurt you? Or are you open to allowing God to be Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God who fights our battles, the Lord God, our banner? in times of war? Are you open to allowing God to fight for you? And there are some ways that you will have to fight. Now, let me be clear about that. You don't just sit back and say, God should take care of it. But the way that we fight is the instruction or the battle plan that God gives us. We don't go out and develop our own battle plan of how we're going to put people in check or how we're going to protect our finances or we're going to do this. We're always Holy Spirit-led women. We always allow Holy Spirit to minister to us. And so just in 
that alone, we have to fine tune our hearing to be able to hear from God so that we can be about his business. And during this time that our society is slowing down, that's one of the goals that I want you to have is that you, I want to be able to hear from God better. I want to be able to be in touch with what God is doing and how he's doing it. So here in Luke chapter two, I hope you're there. This is a really good book of the Bible. Um, it starts out with the promise of the angels coming to talk to Mary and giving her the promise of Jesus coming, that she's going to be um, carrying the baby and so on and so forth. And then we have the birth of Jesus. And then we have the blessing of Jesus by Simon. And then we have another prophetess that we see, Anna, who's in chapter two, verse 36. Um, she was a prophetess who was married for seven years and then her husband died and she was a widow for 80 some years. And all she did every day was go to the, go to the temple and pray and fast for the needs of the kingdom of God. That became her life. She was definitely about the father's business. Simon, who you can find in verse 34, was a man of God who the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said that he would not perish. He would not die until he saw the face of Jesus or to, until he saw the face of the Savior. And Mary and Joseph bring him to the temple um, when Jesus was about eight days old to have him circumcised according to the law at that time. And um, he's able to minister to them and speak over Jesus and speak to them and encourage them to say, this is what this child is going to do. This is who he is. And this was confirmation for them because they had already heard that, but it was confirmation for them. And I'm saying those, I, I want you to put a pin in um, Simon and in Anna, because we're going to come back to that. So then in verse 42, when Jesus was about 12 years old, it was the custom for people to travel to Jerusalem for the Passover meal. And this is really good that we're talking about this now because the Passover meal kind of corresponds with the Holy Week that we celebrate now. We no longer celebrate Passover. Now we do Holy Communion instead and we celebrate Resurrection Sunday and Palm Sunday instead of the, the things, the traditions that the Jewish uh, people celebrate at the time. Jesus came and he broke the Jewish law and he came to untie a lot of the rigor of the religion there. And if you've never heard me teach about the ministry of Jesus and how he came to undo some of that, um, I'll encourage you to listen to some of those older podcasts and maybe I'll just repost them just so you, they could be fresh for you. But anyway, let's keep going. And so when he was about 12, uh, I'm in verse 42, if you're following along in your Bible, his family went to Jerusalem again for the Passover feast. And they were there for the number of days that they were there. And then everybody who traveled with them, it was a company. The Bible says a company. Um, we would say a lot. It was a lot of people who went together. Um, they didn't have charter buses at the time. So I'm using my imagination here. Imagine if you chartered a bus and everybody went for a family reunion. If you're from the South or, you know, wherever your family's from and 40 of you get together on a charter bus and go together, or you might caravan and it might be, you know, five aunts and uncles and 20 cousins and two grandparents or four grandparents or whatever. And you all travel together. And so because the cousins and the family members are all together, when they left Jerusalem and they're all traveling back, Jesus was not at the side of his mom and dad. He wasn't at the side of Mary and Joseph. And because they had all traveled together, they assumed that he was with someone else in the group, that he was with the cousins or he was with the neighbors. He was with someone. But then after a couple of days and they began inquiring, they realized that 
as they were all traveling back to go back to life as normal, that Jesus wasn't with them. And so everybody else continues to go back to Nazareth, but they go back to Jerusalem to look for their child because again, he's only 12 at this time. And so when you get to verse 36, it says, and it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, studying in the midst of the doctors, both learning, both hearing them and asking them questions. So Jesus stayed behind and he didn't stay behind to play. He didn't stay behind to have fun. He stayed behind because he was preparing for what God had created him to do. He was in the temple. He was learning he was hearing and he was asking questions. And verse 47 says, and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. They were like, well, isn't that Mary and Joseph's little boy? He really has a great understanding of the word. They were very impressed with him um, for his understanding of the things of God. And so in verse um 38, his mom and dad see him, see him, you scared us. What are you doing? Why weren't you with us? You know, they're, they're just um, asking him questions. And he says in verse 39, and he said unto them, how is it that you sought me? Wish ye know not that I must be about my father's business. He said, what were you doing looking for me? You knew before I was born what I was born to do. You knew that this was my assignment. Didn't you realize or didn't you discern that this was the time for me to be about my father's business? And so jumping down to verse uh, 52, it says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. That Jesus making a commitment to study the word and things like that, it, it increased him to prepare him for being about his father's business. And so his parents were still his parents and he had to be obedient to his parents. And so his parents still took him back to Nazareth. He didn't stay there at the time. In verse 51, it says, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth um, to be subject to them because he still had to be obedient to his parents. But he made it very clear that we came here to Jerusalem for Passover. And we were here for a certain amount of time. But when everybody else was ready to go back to business as usual, he felt and was led to be about his father's business. And that's the point that I want to get to with you today, that this social distancing and this staying at home, the stay at home orders and all those things are going to end. And I don't know if it's going to be in a couple of weeks. I don't know if it's going to be in a couple of months. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to end. And at that time, most of our society, because we're rooted in selfishness, we're going to, they're going to be elated to get back to business as usual. They're going to go back to their jobs. They're going to go back to parks. They're going to go back to vacation. They're going to go back to movie theaters and to the mall. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing those things. But their mindset is going to also go back to business as usual. And what I want to challenge you with today is to not allow your mindset to go back to business as usual, but to use this time that society is slowed down to really get in tune to what the father's business is for you so that when everybody else goes back to business as usual, your testimony is that now I'm ready to be about the father. I'm ready to be about the father's business. I'm ready to do what the Lord is calling me to do at this season in my life with the resources that he's given me. I want to be about that. And 
how many of you can honestly say that your life right now revolves around being about the father's business? You know, so many things that we do in life, we don't consult God first. And so if you're doing a business, that's great. But did you consult God about doing that business? Is that business a part of the father's business? Is the job that you have a part of the father's business? The way that you interact with your children and your spouse and your family members, is that a an extension of the heart of God? And are you being about the father's business? Are you a mouthpiece of evangelism for the people that know you? Or are you just preserving your own interests? Or are you trying to build a certain image that will bring you certain notoriety? And so I have to ask you, are you prepared to do the father's business? Is the father's business even a priority for you? Or is the, your only priority just taking care of you and yours? And there's nothing wrong with you taking care of you and yours, but you can't take care of you and yours better than God can. And there are some things that God specifically wants to get to you during this time of slowing down. And again, I'm not encouraging you to go out and get a loan and start a business. Just develop the fruit of the spirit. Develop patience, get rid of fear, get rid of anxiety, uh, defeat depression. You know, there are some things that God will have you do. There are some business things that he needs done. He needs somebody to call your cousin that nobody likes and let that person know that Jesus loves them. Yeah, he needs somebody to do that. And you're like, is she talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. God needs someone to tell that person, hey, God loves you. God needs someone to be an example of what a submitted wife looks like. God needs somebody to be an example of what a loving, caring mother does and how she looks. God needs someone to be an example of how you can have joy in the midst of a pandemic. He needs somebody to be an example that laughter is good for you and that um, happiness and joy is a choice that we can embrace. He needs someone to be an example of those things. And are you willing to be about the father's business? Are you willing to, when everybody else goes back to life as usual, are you willing to do those things? Now, write this in your notes. Matthew 6 and 23 says that, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And if you look at the verses above, it says, you know, we know that you have needs and you have concerns about what you should eat and what you should drink and how you're going to clothe yourself. We understand that you have cares from day to day to day, but your cares have to still go under the umbrella of what does God need from me? What does God need me to be doing right now? What does God want to do through me? What does God want to do for my neighbor through me? And notice I'm not saying what does God want to do for you? Because we like to do things for God based on what the harvest is going to be. And there's absolutely a harvest. Um, There's always a harvest related to every seed that we sow. The Bible is very clear there that whatever you sow, that and that alone will you reap. But can you imagine if the only harvest you desire was just being able to say, I please the father? Is that enough for you? Is that because the a woman who has a heart for Jesus and a woman who has a heart for the things of God, her harvest of just knowing that she served the Lord, that she pleased God, that she reached others, that she led someone else to Christ, that someone else was able to to experience the love of Christ through her, that someone else was able to come into her house and see the abundance of in the glory of God, that just uh, being enough, knowing it has to be enough for you just to simply know that God used me today. And if that's not enough for you, and now understand 
God has a promise of more. God has a promise of abundance. God has a promise of wealth. And we're not negating those things, but that can't be your motivator. Your motivator cannot be, I just want to be rich and I just want to be famous and I just want to be this and I just want to be that. And oh, by the way, I'm doing it in Jesus name. Your heart has to be so pure that everything that you do is I'm about the father's business. I'm about the father's business. I'm about the father's business. I serve a ministry because it's the father's business. I'm submitted to my husband because that's the father's business. I'm a good mom because that's the father's business. I'm a good steward over the resources that God gives me because I'm about the father's business. I am willing to receive resources because that's about the father's business. God wants to be glorified in the earth. So he wants his children to look like he takes good care of us because he does. So receiving, putting yourself in a position to receive is about the father's business. Now, how many of you are preparing yourself for when society goes back to business as normal, business as usual, that you can be about the father's business. Now, remember earlier, I told you to put a pen in Simon and Anna, um, and they were Luke chapter two, verse 34 for Simon, Luke chapter two, verse 36 for Anna, because God used Simon and Anna to help prepare a space for Jesus to do what he needed to do. And God is using someone right now or has already used someone in your life to prepare a place and a platform for you to step onto that platform and be about the father's business. God always prepares a, uh, prepares a place for us to be successful, but you won't be able to locate those people and you won't be able to locate those paths in those places, unless your mentality is, I want to be about the father's business. It's like when you go to the 3D movie, and I look forward to us going back to the movie theater um, sometime in the near future. A 3D movie doesn't look the same without the 3D glasses. And a 3D movie without the 3D glasses really can make you feel ill. It can make you feel dizzy. It'll make you just want to totally close your eyes and close your ears and just turn off your senses to what's going on around you. That's what life is like as a believer when you're not about the father's business. Everything isn't clear. Everything doesn't make sense. And after trying to discern that by yourself without the wisdom of Holy Spirit, you can develop a desire to just want to turn off your senses to what God is doing because it's not clear to you. But having a heart for God, having a heart for his business, having a heart to want to please him is just like putting on the 3D glasses. And now I can see that that person who I thought was going to be my business partner is really the person that's going to mentor me in this to help me get better in that so that I can reach more people for Christ. The person who I thought was just my neighbor, and we were just talking about gardening tools, I realize now that's the person that God wants me to evangelize into the kingdom. That's the person who God wants me to minister hope, to minister healing to them, to let them know that that by the stripes of Jesus, they are healed. But without a heart for doing the the business of the kingdom, you will miss all of that because you'll be looking at things based on what can I get out of it? What can I do? What what can I receive? What can and although there is a reward for you here on earth and a reward for you when you get to heaven, there's absolutely a reward for you. Our motive and our motivation has to be about being about the Father's business. So let me ask you a couple questions and I want you to during your devotional time this week and in your prayer time this week, just kind of go over these questions day by day and ask yourself these things. The number one thing is, 
Am I planted in a local church? God has designed each and every believer to be planted in a local church. Um, there is so many benefits, and that's Ephesians chapter 4, that God gave gifts on Jesus when he was ascending on high. He gave gifts unto men, and those gifts were the fivefold ministry, and one of those fivefold ministry gifts was a pastor. And so every believer, if you believe that Jesus knew what he was doing when he gave you gifts, and we haven't gotten to the spiritual gifts that are just for you, he gave you gifts that would make you better. The spiritual gifts that you have are things that you use to make other people better. The gifts in the fivefold ministry are gifts that God gave to make you better. And so one of the ways that you're going to get better during this time, during this time of uh, self-quarantine, during this time of stay-at-home orders, during this time of social distancing, is you have to utilize the gifts that God has given you. One of them is a pastor. Every single believer needs a pastor. It's just simple. Every single believer needs a pastor. If you don't have a pastor, you have to ask yourself why. And if you say, well, I had a pastor before and they hurt me. I had a pastor before and they did something bad with the money. I had a pastor before and they did this. Okay, let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone out to a restaurant and you had really poor service? Either the waitress or the waiter was rude, the service was slow, the food was cold or whatever. You didn't stop eating and you didn't stop going out to restaurants. You may have stopped going to that particular restaurant, but you didn't stop going to restaurants altogether. So if you've had a bad experience with a pastor, that doesn't mean that you don't look for a new pastor because God gave pastors for the edifying of the saints for the work of the men. Let's look at that. Ephesians chapter four. I want you to see that because when you're about the father's business, you use every single tool that he's given you to be successful. Ephesians 4 and 11, uh, Ephesians 4 and 10. Ephesians 4 and 11, I'm sorry. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body. So the way that you are being perfected as a saint is that you have to take advantage of the fivefold ministry. A part of the fivefold ministry is a pastor, which means you have to be connected at the local church. Question number two, are you planted at the local church? It's one thing to have your name on the roll, okay, okay, but are you actually planted there? Are you connected? Do you attend Sunday service or whatever day your service, your, your church has service? It, it, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It matters that you're attending on a regular basis, that you're being fed on a regular basis, either in person or online. There's no distance in prayer. There's no distance in the anointing. You can attend online and that's just fine. Are you an active participant? Do you serve a ministry? Are you, and if you don't serve a ministry, is it because there's a lack of opportunity or a lack of willingness? If there's a lack of opportunity, your prayer is God created opportunity for me to serve. If there's a lack of willingness, then you have to check your heart and say, hmm, what can I be doing to be about the father's business? What's the system that's set up here that would allow me to be plugged into what God is doing? Question number three, do people know you're a believer? Like, do people know, like, if if you were to post a scripture on your Instagram right now, would people be shocked? 
would that be like, oh my goodness, what, oh, she had a transformation. <laughs> or do people know that you're a believer? Is it a part of your everyday conversation? Are you sharing what God has done for you? Are you sharing your prayer? You know, I'm praying about this. Are you offering to pray for people? Are you offering the word to people? Are you inviting them to church? Do people know that you are a, a believer? That's a part of being about the father's business. You're simply, you simply being willing to share with people that you are about the father's business by saying, I go to church. I'm a believer. You're not preaching to them. You're not beating them up. You're not doing it. You're just simply saying, I'm a person who loves the Lord and I know that the Lord loves me and I'm in relationship with them. Do people know that you are a believer? Here's a tough one. (laughs) Where do you go for your answers? Dun, dun, dun. When you have a problem or a situation that needs a solution, where do you go for answers? Do you go to the word first or do you go to somewhere else first and then try to filter that answer through the word of God? Hmm. Okay. I'm not going to call any names. I'm not going to do that. But there are a couple of personalities in our society that are either on television or the radio that wants to help fix everybody up. I said, fix everybody up. I didn't say fix anything else. I said, fix everybody up. They want to help fix everybody up. And there are so many believers who flock to that information as though it is gospel truth. And most of the time, it contradicts the gospel truth. Do you go to those type sources? Do you go to Twitter? Do you go to Facebook? Do you put a poll on social media asking all of your friends to tell you what you should do? Or do you go back to the Father and ask the Father what you should do? The Bible says in the book of James, if any man lacks wisdom, he can ask God and God will give you wisdom liberally. So there is an ability to hear from God about what you need. Going back to the five-fold ministry, you can ask your pastor. You can ask the teachers at your church. If you are a part of Flow Church, we call our teachers uh, study group leaders. They are always available to you. We also have deacons that are available to you. Where are you going to get the information? Do you start each uh, new journey in life with prayer or do you start it with a business plan or do you start it with a vision board? A vision board and a business plan devoid of faith and devoid of God is probably not going to bring you the success you're looking for. As believers, we have to always seek ye first the kingdom and then all these things will be added unto us. Question, what number am I on? Was that number three? Number four? Okay. (laughs) When was the last time you fasted? Now, I'm not talking about the fast that the church does together at the beginning of the year in January that everybody does. I'm talking about a personal fast as you and God. Nobody else knows about it, but you and God. When was the last time you developed that intimacy and closeness with God just by fasting, just because you wanted to be about his business? You selflessly turn down whatever you, you, you can fast food. You can fast social media. You can fast television. You can fast a lot of things. When was the last time you just on your own decided, I want to feel God's presence more. I want to hear his voice more. So I'm going to fast. I'm going to turn down my plate. When's the last time you did that? Again, a woman who's about the the business of the father will do that on a regular basis. It's not necessarily every week. It's not every month, but it's a system that works for you. And my last question is, when was the last time you just got together with girlfriends and talked about the goodness of God? Fellowship for us is like food, fellowshipping with other believers. And that could be on the phone. It could be video conferencing. 
It could be in person. It could be, uh, you know, whatever. When was the last time you just got together and laughed until you cried? I mean, laughed until you fell off the sofa, kind of laughed with your girlfriends because you're talking about just how good God is. Or do you remember when we used to all be crazy and what God has done for us? And you can have those memories with them about what God has done and how God, what God is doing. Because even though you think that you're just reminiscing, you're fueling each other's faith and giving each other an opportunity to remember. Remember, God has done some things for us in the past, and he's going to continue to do some things for us in the future because we're all about the father's business. So I want to challenge you to go through those questions this week and just really spend some time just soaking them in and asking yourself, where am I in my urgency to be about the father's business? There are some things that God wants to get to you. There are some things that God wants to do through you. There are some people who God wants to bless simply because they know you. And listen, being about the father's business is a place of humility. So you can't judge what other people are doing. You can't sit back and be like, "Mm, she ain't about the father's business. You don't know what she's doing because you don't know what God has told her to do. You don't know what her assignment is. So this is not a place of judgment. You're not taking a poll on how often other people are praying. You're not taking a poll about how often other people are fasting. You're worried about you, you, and you. Me, myself, and I. That's who you are worried about. You're not judging other people. You don't have your nose turned up saying, oh, well, she's not as good of a mom as me. You don't know what 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 they're doing. You don't know. So just mind your business, okay? <laughs> just mind your business. And focus on you and you being about the father's business. And whatever the father tells you to do, you do it. And he's not going to tell you to do the same thing that he's telling me to do. He's not going to tell you to do the same thing that he's telling your sister to do. He may do something totally different. He may tell you to binge watch a TV show. That might sound weird until then he gives you an opportunity to develop a career as a TV critic. And now you have the expertise to do it. So get out of the box. So it's not about just sitting in the corner, listening to hymns, rocking back and forth. It's about whatever the father tells you to do. He might want you to cook more. He might want you to draw more. He might want you to walk more because along your walking path, you're going to meet people that you can bless. Your food might be a blessing to people who can't get out and you might become a distribution center for meals for the elderly or meals for people who don't have means. He might have you looking at TV more because he needs to create he needs somebody to write a faith-based, a faith perspective reviews on television shows to help families understand what they should watch and what they shouldn't watch. He might want you doing more art because he wants you to sell it and wants to bless you that way. You think you're just doing a painting and you don't know you're building a gallery of things that can be in your portfolio that will help be a blessing to someone else. So this is not just about you reading and memorizing the word. It's about you doing whatever God tells you to do. And for you, you this time to prepare for it so that when everything goes back to normal, whatever normal is, you can be about the father's business. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I know today's podcast had a little bit of a different tone than usual. We usually tell a little bit more jokes and there's usually a little bit more fun um, examples, but today is a call to action. 
Today is absolutely a call to action because I want you to drive selfishness out of your heart and that everything that you do as a woman of faith has to be about you pursuing the heart of Jesus, about you pursuing the heart of God, about you being about the Father's business. And when everybody else is out doing business as usual, as they defined it, your new new, your new normal is I'm simply about the Father's business. Whatever he tells me to do in this season is what I'm going to be doing. So allow this to just be a C-Lot moment for you and listen to this episode over and over again and just begin to search, search the scriptures about what God would have you to do. We love you guys so very much. Again, Thank you for being here. If you are not a subscriber, please subscribe and please ask your friends to subscribe. We are about the business of helping people follow Christ, love others and work on themselves. And we need to reach thousands of people with that message and thousands of people need to be blessed by this ministry. So just help us by just sharing this podcast encouraging your sisters in Christ to subscribe, encouraging your book club or your knitting club or your walking group or your mom's group or whoever, encouraging them to listen to this podcast so that they can experience what you're experiencing. If you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to do that today. All you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Lord. It's so simple. And then we want you to connect with a word teaching church like Flow Church. I'm not even going to list anymore for you, like Flow Church. <laughs> pastor Russell is a great man of God. He is a great senior pastor. He will love you enough to tell you the truth, and he will always give you a word from God. And then we want you to just have fun. We want you to laugh. We want you to relax. We want you to enjoy life because Jesus came that you might have life and life more abundantly. Thanks again for watching. We're not watching anything. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for subscribing. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk the next time.